Welcome to Library Life, the podcast where we talk about all things library. And some things not. Cute jingle. Cute jingle. <laughs> my name is Shayna. And my name is Jenna. And this episode, we're talking about Nancy Drew. Some of you may have heard, there's a new Nancy Drew TV show that just came out in yes. October, beginning of October 2019. It's on the CW network. So in honor of another Nancy Drew adaptation, as there are quite a few, yeah. we decided to have a watch through some of the different takes of Nancy yes. Drew on film and TV. Nancy Drew through the ages, if you will. Yes, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so we started in the 30s with yeah. some of the movies that were made actually quite soon after mm-hmm. the books came out. We went from the 30s to the, the 70s. 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 We went from the 30s to the 70s, and then we jumped jumped up to the early thousands, and then to 2019, there was two things actually made in 2019, so Nancy Drew was having a good year, Mm -hmm. the end of the 2010s. We thought it would be fun to go through and do a little review. We we had a pretty good time looking at librarians on film and TV, and although this isn't going to be comprehensive every time she shows up, we picked a few that uh, we thought were interesting Mm -hmm. and we could get a hold of. So if you like this kind of episode... Let us know, because yes. we like recording them. And plus, it's fun to do the research for these episodes. Yeah, yeah it's kind of fun to look at literary characters that are so kind of near and dear mm-hmm. to to your heart, and see how people have reimagined them over the years. Yes. And I should say, too, in the middle of this episode, we will stop for our usual reading break, so it's not a surprise to any new listeners. That's where we discuss what we're currently reading. Yes. <laughs> we had a comment from one of our friends who's like... <laughs> I was listening to your last episode, and I was so confused when I heard you just stop the episode <laughs> and then yell reading break into the mic. <laughs> so we thought it better... Yes, so we're preparing you guys. Yes, yeah, so we're cluing you in if you're a new listener. Yeah. And if you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. Yes. This is going to be an episode on more of some things not. Yes. <laughs> but it should, sure. be, should be a good one. Yeah. We just thought we are lifelong fans of Nancy Drew, so we thought... It'd be fun to go through. Yeah. I also... On that note, I think it'd be kind of fun to talk a little bit about our relationship with Auntie Drew mm-hmm. and how we've, yeah, I guess just our relationship with Auntie Drew. Because mm-hmm. we both read the books as kids. Oh, yes. I feel like that's kind of one of those books that, like, if your parents, one of your parents read them as uh-huh. as a kid, then it's kind of like the natural thing to be. Yeah. To int- introduce your children to them. Did mom read them? I don't remember. Um, I think maybe... She encouraged it, but I don't remember yeah. she, like, if she said, I read this. I don't know. I should ask yeah. her. But I read them as kids. Yeah. Well, I went through a phase as a child where I just loved mystery. I still love mysteries. Yeah, but me too. And I read, like, any mystery books in the children's department. And I feel like if you're talking about children's mysteries, Nancy, Nancy Drew is big. Yeah. Well, and I read, so I read, like, the old mm-hmm. classic ones. And then I read some of the revivals. So I read the revivals that were coming out when I was a kid, yeah, which is like mm-hmm, the early thousands ones. And then, but I've also read like some of the ones that were like from the 90s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I read the Super Mysteries. Yeah. Like during the Hardy Boys. Those are my favorite. Yeah. The Super Mysteries. Because the Hardy Boys were in American Teens Against Crime. <laughs> they had the blue covers. Yes. Yeah, those were great. 
So I read them all throughout, and I read all the different versions. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading some, like, early readers that were just, like, those books that had, like, 80 pages in them. Because you're in the Clue Crew. Yeah, the Clue <laughs> Crew. So, read lots of them. And yeah. we also played the computer games. Oh, we love those computer we games. We still play them, yes, actually. And we're so excited, because it's the newest one is coming out in November, and... I know. Can't wait. <laughs> I know, so we'll have to see if it's any good. We've been pretty big Nancy Drew fans mm-hmm. for our whole lives, I feel like it's just one of those characters that you kind of just hang on to. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just really like Nancy Drew. And I like that she is, uh, like, a strong female character, mm-hmm. but also kind of a lady. Yes. Yes. So. She is, like, fancy and, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stylish. So, it's interesting. <laughs> and as we talk about the TV shows and movies and stuff, I think it'll be an interesting point of discussion to talk yeah. about that. So, without any further ado, let's get into the first one. Miss Florella, if this turned out to be suicide, then there wouldn't be any reason to move out, would there? No, I guess not. At least we'd be sure there were no assassins lurking about. Will you excuse us a moment, please? We'll find out if the police have learned anything. Yes, do. I'm not sure they'd want you to interfere. Oh, it'll be all right. Captain Tweedy's a personal friend of mine. Come on, Ted. Okay, so the first movie that we watched is the Nancy Drew Detective movie from 1938. So I actually discovered this at work when I was pulling this for a customer. And I was like, I didn't know we had old Nancy Drew movies in the library. Yeah. So So the first book, if you're not familiar with Nancy Drew, she's a girl detective. And the first book was written in 1930. Mm -hmm. So this movie came out pretty Eight years after? Yeah, pretty, pretty, that's a normal amount for a book to movie adaptation. Oh, and by the way, Nancy Drew was created by the publisher, Edward Stratmeyer, not... Carolyn Keene, Keen. as you would maybe think. Carolyn Keene is, in fact, is a ghostwriter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue. I had to cut in with yes. that little bit of <laughs> little bit of trivia. Yeah. So Nancy Drew is owned by the Warner Brothers Company. In fact, I think they still have the rights to yeah to it as well. And they're the ones who produce these movies in the 1930s. Because yeah. we watched the 1938 one, A Nancy Drew Detective, and then we watched the 1939 one, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. That's right. Um, so these ones starred Bonita Grandfell as Nancy, John Little as Carson Drew, and Frankie Thomas as Ted. <laughs> yes, that is the first point of discussion here. Yes. So for some reason in these movies, Ned Nickerson, who is Nancy's longtime boyfriend, if you don't know, they call him oh, Ted. Ted. And at first I just thought maybe I heard wrong, like yeah. when they were talking and he comes on the screen. But since these are like um, from the 30s, they have like the actor's name under the picture of yeah, the, of the, the character. Yeah, like the character's name under the actor. Yeah. yeah. So it said Ted, and we were like, wait, what? What is <laughs> that? this is actually won't be the the only time that Ned's name Ned changes. gets a name change. <laughs> More on that later. Yes, stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I just thought that was really weird. So it's just a weird little nugget about yeah. this. So these movies are mysteries, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they open with Nancy Drew Detective. The premise of that movie is that Nancy Drew is at this boarding school and this old lady gives him a huge donation. Yes, for and, a swimming pool, I think it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're all excited about how they're going to get the swimming pool. Yeah. But then the old lady gets kidnapped and so does her money. Yes. And was this the one where they can't leave the house? Or was that the next one? Oh, that's the hidden staircase. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to have movies mixed up. Yes. <laughs> so she gets kidnapped, and of course, Nancy investigates. Yeah. And Nancy is like a teenager in this one. Yes, very much so. Well, she's 
they're in like she's in a private school or boarding school. Yeah. And she's she's very spunky and very sassy. Yeah. Very... It, there's lots of like funny moments. You know how yeah. sometimes old movies just are like awful to watch. These weren't like no. I enjoyed these. These were quite. It was quite a fun watch. Yeah. And, and like, it was just, like we genuinely yeah we genuinely laughed at parts that weren't like supposed. That were, that were, like, silly. That were silly, yeah. yeah. Well, and Ned is an interesting character because he is her neighbor in this movie. Yeah. And he's kind of, like, the unwilling accomplice. Yes, he which gets is, dragged along. Yeah, which kind of shows up in a lot of the adaptations that we, we watch. Mm-hmm. So he just gets dragged into it. Yes. And he's a football player, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and I think, like, the first scene you see him in, yeah. he's, like, practicing Seeing his, fo- like, yeah. a tackle, and he, like, tackles through the bushes onto Nancy's property. Into her garden, and she's... Oh, into her garden, and she gets mad at him. Yeah. So it was quite funny. Yeah. Ned is, like, the all-American boy, yeah. and Nancy is very much, like, the all-American girl. For and, sure. Like, For sure. Yeah, and it's... Um, very interesting, like, obviously, well, this movie is in black and white, so you can't really... Yeah. But you can easily imagine Nancy as having blonde... Yeah. Reddish blonde hair that's, Strawberry like, blonde. Strawberry blonde, and Ned is, like, the blue-eyed, like... Yeah. Yeah. So, very white movies, but oh, I mean, yes. it's the 1930s, what are you, mm-hmm. you going to do? And Carson's there, too, her dad, he's a lawyer mm-hmm. in this, which is in the books as well. Yeah. And also, they have their housekeeper, Hannah, who's yes. in the books. And, of course, shenanigans ensue, and Nancy does all this crazy stuff. There's a bird they have to track. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. And, like, Ned just, like, builds a cage for it. They're, they're a lot of fun, yeah. these movies. And they just, like, sass each other, like, all the time. They're very sassy. Like, and that's kind of the Nancy Drew I imagine. Yeah. I was just saying to Shana that I haven't read the books in so long that I don't actually know if this is the true Nancy Drew as portrayed in the books, or if this is just, like, my... Uh, my a figment of my imagination, yeah. uh, Nancy Drew, as I have made her in my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of funny that you said that, because I was briefly reading through an article by the New York Times that they just wrote because of the new the new Nancy Drew show, and they were saying that, like, Nancy Drew was created in the sense that she was a little bland and a little yeah. bit so that you could put yourself mm-hmm. in and imagine yourself solving these mysteries. Yeah. So it's kind of like you would imbue... Like, personality traits yeah, to her. Yeah, like, you'd be able to see yourself in her. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is that it's very, like, golly gee. <laughs> yes, very you know? much so. And, like, we used to make fun, too, in the Hardy Boys, they would say, hot dog. dog. <laughs> yeah. Say, <laughs> like, exclamation. It's very, like, that. Like, very... Yeah, very clean. Yeah. Very, like... <laughs> yeah. And, of course, there's, like, no murder or anything like no. that. And it was actually funny. Like, the part, like, they have to get into this mansion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, they, and Ted is in drag. Yeah, so <laughs> Ted dresses up as a nurse, and Nancy is like this grieving widow. It was funny. Like, they were funny. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. I can see how this would have been entertaining. Yes. And it was entertaining. And in the hidden staircase in the last scene, it's like, Ted's in jail again, Dad! Yeah. So Ted, Ted or Ned or whatever you want to call him, he's like the ice delivering man, which yeah. obviously shows the ages of the movie that they're getting ice delivered. And Nancy, like, hijacks his ice truck to, like, go solve a mystery. <laughs> very yeah, funny. It's very funny. And it's interesting because you see Nancy, like, I think a core part of Nancy is that she gets to disobey the law a bit. Yeah. Well, it's just all in pursuit of, like, truth and justice. And yeah. And it's kind of like, eh, you know, laws can get bended. And- <laughs> yeah. And I think, too, with Nancy, curiosity is, like, a big yes. part of her personality. And it's, like, curiosity to the point where she'll do anything to find out. Yeah. 
Like, there's lots of times in these movies where she gets told, no, you shouldn't be looking into that. Yeah. And then the next scene is she's looking into it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Ned is like, do we have to do this? Is this safe? So you get that kind of part of her personality, which I think is a really big, important trait of Nancy Drew, is the curiosity and, like, willing to do stuff yeah. even when people are telling her no. It's almost like an obsessive personality aspect. Yeah. Where... Mm-hmm. I would say obsessive for sure, with the curiosity. Mm-hmm. But in the second one we watched, the Hidden Staircase one, yeah. this is, like, the premise of this one is where the two widows can't leave the house. The two sisters. Or the two sisters, sorry. Can't leave the house or else they don't get it. They don't get the inheritance. And they had to live in the house for, like, 20 years or something. Yeah, something like crazy like that. I was saying to Shana when we were watching it, one of our cousins is a lawyer, mm-hmm. and we had this big discussion in the summer about, like... <laughs> about wills and what you can estates. put in your will yeah. and what you can make people do. Like and I was like, can you make them do crazy stuff, like, go skydiving to get their money? <laughs> and I was like to Shana when we were watching this, I'm like, do you think that that's allowed to put that in a will? Like, because it's the executor would have to be able to carry that out. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little too into it. <laughs> But, yeah, so the hidden staircase, they find, obviously, a hidden staircase in the basement, and then there's a big flood, and you think that Ned and Nancy are going to drown, which actually happens in the 70s TV show as well, which we'll talk about. Um, Yeah, and, like, the whole premise of, as you said, as that movie, someone is scaring these sisters to trying to get them to leave the house so Mm -hmm. they can, I think they need the property for some, like, development or something. Development or whatever. But anyways, it was a fun it was fun. Oh, the other, thing, fun. the other thing I want to talk about is the role of the police officers. Yes. In relation to Nancy Drew. That's also, I think, something that's kind of a tenet of the Nancy Drew stories. Yeah, and is, it kind of is the same yeah. throughout. All. Well, the idea is that is that Nancy Drew is better than the police, and the police yeah. are just kind of bumbling idiots. Mm-hmm. Like, the police are like the Watson to her Sherlock. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... Like the dumb Watson, <laughs> not like the, mm-hmm. not the, um, what's his name? The guy who plays Watson and Sherlock. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, yes, I do. I his Martin. Name. Uh... Is his name Martin? Martin Freeman. That's his <laughs> name. He's not the Martin Freeman or the Lucy Liu Watson. Yes. The pl- I mean, this is a dumb metaphor. Why am I going so far? Anyways, the police are dumb <laughs> in these, and they're all like, there's all these scenes where she meets with the police officers and she's like, I better tell what I found yeah, out. Yeah, she's the like, police. I have these clues. And the police are like, you're just a stupid little girl. And yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, just go over in your corner and like. And leave us, leave it to the police. Leave it to and the then police. you see the police messing up and stuff like yeah. that. And then getting all the credit in the end, which I think is actually an interesting thing. Like, there's lots of lessons to be learned there mm-hmm. with Nancy and uh, lots of good role models. You know, the idea that it's like, you don't have to sit down and be quiet if you have something to say yeah and it's and it's also teaching you to like you you should be a critical thinker and you should not just believe whatever whatever everyone tells you everyone tells you yeah so i think they're good and considering they were made in the 1930s i feel like great good job like they're 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 good like they're they're solid and they still kind of are entertaining they're still ring true today yeah but I do feel like the flip side to the whole, like, bumbling policeman is that, like, we should trust our police. And yeah. we should call the police if there's something yeah. wrong. And you, like, I feel like a lot of the stuff that Nancy does, like, you should not do at home. Yeah. It's like, don't, this is not to do at home. What do they say on the TV shows? Do not attempt this at home. Yes. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we really quite enjoyed those ones. Yes, we thought they were great. He lied to us. Nancy, I think we'd better call off a little seance tonight. No, absolutely not. 
No, don't breathe a word about this to the professor, because he's up to something, and right now we have the upper hand. But I want to know what it is before I go spend the night in a haunted lighthouse. Well, one thing I'm sure of, that lighthouse is hiding something. We're going to find out what it is. The next adaptation that we watched was a TV show. It was the Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries. It ran from January 30th in 1977 to January 14th in 1979. Mm-hmm. And these this were... the first TV show. This is the first TV show, this the first TV show yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this was her first TV show. I wasn't sure if there was another one before this. I think there was also one in the 90s yeah. that we didn't watch, but maybe we should. <laughs> well, I was looking through... When I was reading the New York Times article, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of times that they were like made pilots, but it was and never, never got picked it up. Never got picked up. Mm. Interesting. So this show was set up that one episode would be the Hardy Boys and one episode would be Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. it and it would flip off. back and forth. Yeah. And then I think in the second season they did crossovers, and then unfortunately in the third season they kicked Nancy altogether, and it was just <laughs> the Hardy Boys, which is like seriously. I mean, we love the Hardy Boys too, but Nancy Drew. But come on, come on. Yeah. And, of course, this was also produced by um, Warner... Or, sorry, this was produced... So, Warner Brothers owns the rights. Yes. This was produced by Universal Television for ABC. So, mm-hmm. it was on ABC. So, it starred Pamela Sue Martin as Nancy. And it starred Parker Stevenson as Frank and Sean Cassidy as Joe. Joe Hardy and Frank Hardy, obviously. Yeah. The first episode we watched was the first episode that Nancy appears in, which yeah. is episode two. two. And it was The Mystery of the Pirate's Cove. And they were actually available on YouTube if you want to go and watch them. Yeah. So that's how we watched it. And what did you think of it, Shana? Well, then we should say in this one, Nancy is older. I feel like she's probably like in her 20s. Yeah, because she's working for her dad as like a... Uh, I think a part-time like, private investigator, investigator or something, something like that. I thought it was fun. It was definitely... I don't know how I felt about that one. It was very like 70s. Yes, it was. And so the whole premise of this one, and it's funny, in the description of this show... They say non-violent mysteries. Solving non-violent mysteries. So the premise of this one is that they're at a party and then they decide to go for a motorboat ride and they find dead fish in the water Mm -hmm. and then there's this big lighthouse. It's been not abandoned, but it's been kind of abandoned. Her dad owns, is in charge of like a property manager basically. Yeah, because he's a lawyer again. And uh, there's a ghost, and then there's this professor that comes along who, who wants claims to be like a, a ghost hunter, a ghost hunter, basically but an academic ghost hunter. Yes, he's a professor, <laughs> so he has legitimacy. And there's ghost tracking, and then they're trying to to figure out what's going on. Yes. And there's treasure hunt. I won't give it all away if you want to yep. watch it. Oh, that is something too that I wanted to mention about the first one is that another big part of Nancy Drew is that there's always. Not always, but there usually tends to be a bit of a supernatural element to it. Yes. That turns out Lots to be... Yeah, that turns out to be fake. Yeah. Almost always... Well, I guess never always, because it's not a supernatural story. Yeah. It's always fake. The ghosts and the scares mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Because there is, in the 1939 movie we watched, The Hidden Staircase... Yes. ...a scene where there's, like, they think it's a ghost in the house because they're... How is this person getting around yeah. the hidden staircase? Um, so, anyways, back to the 1970s one. Yeah, I definitely, from this article I was reading in New York Times, they quoted the actress Pamela Sue Martin, who played the Nancy Drew in this film, as like, she said. TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was basically complaining about how sanitized her character had been. So her quote was, there was never any tragedy or extreme emotion. Martin said, never a kissing scene or any sign that she would indulge with the opposite sex. So, yeah, like, that is kind of true. Because like in the 
show she's dancing in the first scene. Yeah. But it's very, like... Innocent. Very yeah. Like... And then Ned is there. Yeah. And there's, like, it opens with... Is it George? Or... I think, I it's, think George. it's George. We couldn't figure out if it was Bess or George because they didn't say her name for, like, a long time. Yeah. But she's this other female character in the show. And uh, so she's saying to Ned, oh, take your shot with Nancy. And Ned's all like, I can't. I can't. I'm too scared. We're just friends. And blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So that's really all you get yeah. is from his side of it. But mm-hmm. you never see and really. And was also like super whiny and super Yeah, Ned like... was so annoying in that one. Ugh. He was not like the cool like, haha, I'm a sidekick and yeah, I am. But also I'm like the cool popular boy. That's yeah, like, like that's what we got in the 1930s movies. Yeah. But this one he's just like, I'm the whiner who works at the law office. Yeah, and I'm kind of like nerdy and like dopey kind of. <laughs> yeah, and not in like a cool way. Like, just, yeah. Like just like a. Because he doesn't ever seem to like help nancy yeah he's, he's just like, like this is dumb you should be doing this nancy it's dangerous yeah and, like, <laughs> and then he like comes along and then it's like i don't even know if does he he like almost drowns in the one part of the show yeah. and then you're kind of just like i don't care because in the whole beginning of the episode he's like i don't want to go on the speedboat it's too cold yeah. i don't want to go on the speedboat and i'm like dude you are so annoying yeah basically and i mean like he he does help nancy like yeah like, when they're in the... They basically find this cave that's only visible and you can only get to when the tide is low. Spoilers! <laughs> I mean... <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now. <laughs> um, and, they're, yeah, so in, when they're in that situation, he is, like, helpful. Kind of. Kind of. He's kind of, like, begrudgingly helpful. Yeah. Wasn't... Was not in love with that Ned. I've no. been in love with other versions of Ned, but not that one. Yes. <laughs> So, it was good. Like, but it was, like, uh, like, that quote you said about her feeling like it was sanitized, I can definitely see that. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was, like, It was of... very, like, plot-driven, not so much character-driven. Yeah, which is not what we're used to nowadays. No. And it was the same, like, a lot of the same elements that we had seen in the early ones. Like, yeah. they had, like, the dumb police. Yes. Who wouldn't listen, or who kind of would show up and be like, well, there's nothing here, little girl. Yeah. And then, um... The thing, too, that I thought was kind of funny, and it is kind of like a element of the time the show was made, is there was so many sound effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and I wrote down sound effects. sound effects. It'd be like, like, not like, duh, 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 duh. Not like, not quite that. It'd be, but it'd be like, Wah! like if yeah. something happened. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was Or great. like, there was the part where she's like standing near a cliff and there's like this big sound effect that it's like. There's someone coming up behind her and it's, oh, Yeah. yeah. But I will say, all that being said, like, we had the good curiosity with Nancy that we expect. Yes. Like, her going into places that she shouldn't be going mm-hmm. and trespassing. Yeah. And, and her, like, she's being very smart and figuring out things. Yeah. And. Yeah, because it's good. Like, it's, she's not stupid. And, like, in yeah. that ter- in that way, she's good. She doesn't get the wool pulling over her eyes mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, it's a little weird, like, the relationship with the professor and her. Yeah. It feels a little, like predatory or well, I, th- I don't know if it's just like a the time period that it was in but it was very much implied. like nancy didn't seem to understand that he was like being weird and flirty with her yeah or like or she did and she was willing to didn't like care. play along with it to get what she wanted yeah it just felt a little weird yeah so but i mean like he ended up being i don't want to spoil it but like it's just that just turned me off a little bit i'm like this just feels kind of weird mm-hmm. um but Nancy was fine. Nothing, like, to write home about. Yeah. I can kind of see why she maybe got kicked off the show. Mm-hmm. So, but it was, 
like it was good and the mystery was actually not bad yeah it was like a decent mystery like yeah like i didn't i didn't predict it no so and like it was kind of nice because i had all those classic moments where it's like the dumb friend that have to she has to explain to the friends what's going on so the viewer can also know yeah basically but it was it was good like the the mystery was good Mm -hmm. it would have been much better if the characters were also good like the fact that we didn't even know who george was they never explained yeah like that george was a friend she's just like this girl who's around yeah so and we didn't know if it was Bess or george yeah and this is also actually the first time that george has shown up yeah in the in louis from the 30s we don't get the friends which is an interesting element of it Mm -hmm. so yeah so like this was yeah fine it was fine Okay, will I want to watch that show again? Eh, probably not. Yeah, same. But, I mean, we watched it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so after the reading break, we'll go ahead and talk about the Nancy Drew adaptations that have been done in the 21st century. Reading break! Okay, so I have been on a big rereading kick. Oh, yeah. Because I was kind of in a little bit of a slump. Where I couldn't find anything that sparked my interest. Mm-hmm. So that I decided I was going to go back and read books that I... Um, first of all, I was inspired by Nathan. Oh, saying yeah. that like he was reading reading books he read as a child. So I did that. And now I'm kind of... Oh, we did an interview back. with Nathan on a previous episode. You should go check it out. <laughs> interview with a reluctant reader. Hashtag no shame. <laughs> hashtag self-promotion. Um, but anyways... So I am rereading a series by one of um, my favorite authors, Sarah J. Maas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Are you reading the Throne and Glass one? No, I'm reading her other series. Um, It's called The Court of Throne and Roses. Mm -hmm. But I started with the second book. Okay. Because I I don't want to spoil anything, but I just, like, stuff happens at the end of the first book and, and into the beginning of the second book. That makes the rest of the series way more interesting. Okay. And classic like Sarah J. Moss. I was going to say, she did that in the Throne of Glass yes. series, too. So I was just like, I don't have time to read. Yeah. I'm going to bother with the And um, I still really love it. Even though I know what happens, it's still, I like, I should finish that series, the Throne of Glass one. Yeah, I keep thinking about it, and there's too many other things I want to read. But yeah. So I'm reading A Court of Mist and Ruin. How many are there? Uh, four. Already? Wow. I remember when the first one came out. Well, the, the the last one was almost like a novella. Oh, okay. But it was like a little bit bigger. It was... Just, I think it was like wrapping up some things to... I don't think it's the last one. It could be, though. But I think she's kind of like, I want to take this series... A different direction. And then like a new direction and I need to like... I think she did that with Throne of Glass, too. She takes it in lots of different directions, yeah. which I don't know how I feel about. In some ways, I like appreciate the reinvention, but in other ways, I'm like, that's not what I signed up for. I actually really love it, to be honest. I think it's cool that she that she's able to... Like, it reminds she, me a bit like, of Tamara Pierce. Yeah, which I mean, I love Tamara Pierce as well. Yeah. But she kind of, she's really good at, like, the first book is kind of, like, sets you up for the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second book, like, blows the world wide open. And, True. like, she's like, you thought the first book was good, and the second book is, like... Even better. Even better, because more characters, more... Like More interesting, everything. and she there's always a twist where it like mm. changes the perspective from the first book. Right, but anyways, highly recommend the series. It's definitely more. It's in that weird phase where it's like, I think we at the library I work at classify it as a teen novel, 
but it really probably should. It's kind of like that new adult. Kind of. Like, it's not, like, graphic by any sense of the means, but they do talk about things that aren't. More mature. That are more mature. So I would not recommend this for, like, a 13-year-old. Yeah. But 17-year-old, 18-year-old, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I am reading, well, I just finished reading A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langle. I feel bad. I don't know how to say her name. And I listened to the audiobook of it. It was good. I hadn't read it as a child. Me neither. I own a paper copy. I know you do. <laughs> oh, no. You own that book. I liked it a lot. It was very timeless. And it kind of reminded me of The Chronicles of Narnia, but in space. Hmm. So I liked it a lot. I think it was really good. But, and like a lot of interesting themes. It was written in the 60s, and you can kind of tell. Hmm. But I'm not. Like, it was good. Like, and for a children's book, like, I would give that book to my child to read. Mm-hmm. So now I'm reading a book called The Plotters, and it's by Unsu Kim, and it's translated out of Korean into English. Mm-hmm. I just found it when I was browsing the digital library looking for an audiobook. I put it on hold a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. I thought it sounded interesting. It's about assassins, Ooh. So, but it's, like, modern day, mm-hmm. and it takes place mostly in Korea, and... It's about this kind of, like, assassin guilds, almost. Oh, cool. So, they're, uh, the main character, Resting, his guild is, or not, I shouldn't say the word guild, I don't think they ever use that word in the book, <laughs> but, like, his sort of group is in what they call the library. Ooh. So, but it's kind of on the down and out, because the person in charge of it, I think his name is Ra- Raccoon. It's not Raccoon, like the animal, but it's, like, our, I don't know how it's spelled, because I listen to that, yeah. list, but, like raccoon with like a long yeah anyways that's his name and he's like the head of it but he's kind of letting it go uh, downhill yeah. and uh resting was like adopted by him and it's kind of you can kind of tell like resting is not quite 100 percent into it but he's still an assassin and then there's this other assassin his name is hanjay and he is like kind of the young upcoming assassin who has his own like group mm-hmm. so it's kind of about that and it's about like, in some ways, it's, like, it's not a Bildungsroman, but it kind of is, like, with Rensing, because it talks about his childhood, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, done in flashback, sort of. So, it goes back to his childhood and, like, these different moments, and then, like, it goes back to when he, um, like, works in a factory for a bit, and, uh, the like, kind of what it brings up to, like, I'm about halfway through, and I'm about <laughs> halfway through... And he is right now, someone's trying to kill him. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Oh. So it's been a really good, like, just totally refreshing. Like, different than anything I've read in a really long time. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of The Walled City, the YA book, if you've ever read that. I don't remember who it's by. But it's really good and very thoughtfully written so far. And, like, the opening scene is, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember listening to it. I was in the shower listening to it, and I was like, wow, I have to know what happens next. Oh. So I really liked it. Sounds like a good read. Yeah, it's really different, but I really like it. So hopefully it ends well. I hope I hope that it like <laughs> the payoff is good in the end. Yeah. So I guess that wraps right. up our reading break. Now Back we to our regular program. <laughs> Back to Nancy Drew. <laughs> Who are you? Hello. I'm Nancy Drew. It's nice to meet you. May I ask who you are? Guess. All right. 
I'm guessing you two are working with Lawrence McNabb, the locksmith, that he gives you the keys and you're responsible for the recent string of burglaries. However, you should know the DA is only interested in McNabb. You two could make a deal with him. And that Charlie, the security guard, is about to walk through that door. Bringing us into the 21st century, we have the Nancy Drew movie from 2007, starring Emma Roberts, Max Thoreau. Uh, Emma Roberts as Nancy. Obviously. <laughs> Max Thoreau as Ned, and Tate Donovan as Carson Drew. And this is produced by the Warner Brothers. Shocking. Yes. <laughs> so this was, the movie was just called Nancy Drew. Yeah. We actually went to see this movie in theaters when it first came out. Yes, we did. I and think we... it was like one of the first movies we went to by ourselves with our mom and dad. Really? I don't but... actually have any memory of us going to the theaters. but We I, like... definitely did because we went to that cheap theater. Okay, and where sure. like the, the theater was super small and like all the seats were flat so you couldn't see the screen as well. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I just, I'm sure we did, and... I can see that our memories mean nothing to Shayna. <laughs> Clearly, I have more sentimentality. Okay. We have seen a lot of movies together in theaters. I can't be expected to remember every Yeah, but this was, like, an early one, and it was Nancy Drew. <laughs> Anyways, we own the DVD. We liked it that much that we... Yeah, we've had it for ages. We've had it for ages. It's kind of like a fun, like... I love this one, and I don't know if it's nostalgia speaking or if it's actually good. Yeah, same. I feel like it might be one of those movies that it's, like, so bad that it's good. I don't even think it's so bad. I just think it's good. (laughs) I Um, Honestly, Emma Roberts does a really good job in that movie, I think. Yeah. Like, she plays a good Nancy, like, with the curiosity... And, like, the tenaciousness. Mm-hmm. Well, considering the opening scene is her, <laughs> like, talking down these robbers. Yes. And, like, giving them life advice. And then she gives them this little square. I know. She has this, like, kit that's, like... Her, like, detective kit. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's fun and very, like... It feels like... She very much plays her almost, like... She's very innocent in this. Yeah. Very, like, comic booky almost. You know yes. how, like, mm-hmm. where it's very much, like... Over the top. Yes. But it's endearing. Yeah. And she plays her, like, the interesting thing with this Nancy Drew, which we hadn't seen, really, was that um, she plays her with a vintage twist. Yes, that's true. So she plays her as a very, like, classic Nancy from the book, including, like, how she dresses and... Like, I think she talks about how she, like, makes her own clothes from her, like, mother's patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she looks... The costumes in that movie are so great. Whoever did those... I'm like, I would wear that, I would wear that, I would yeah. wear that. Like, all of her vintage costumes are great. Mm-hmm. Just really, really good. And we do see, once again, the, like, obsessive drive towards finding yeah. that truth. Because I think, like, they basically, they have to move from River Heights to, which is the town that Nancy lives in. Yeah. In case you don't know. Um, her dad, Carson. A lawyer again. Uh, he's, who's a lawyer again. He's always a lawyer. Um, he gets this case in hollywood that he has they have to move out there for i don't know like for a short term for a short term so basically nancy's in charge of finding a house which is very weird i know there's some parts where you're like seriously (laughs) yeah and her father basically tells her hey we're going to this new town maybe you need to cool it on the on the mysteries on the mysteries considering your last one was a little harrowing (laughs) yeah well because she has to like climb out this church window yeah yeah she almost falls off a roof i mean it's It's very anakin gables yes yeah. Um, so, of course, Nancy completely ignores him and yeah. picks this house that's haunted, basically. Mm-hmm. And she tries to be, like, a normal girl. Yes. But she realizes she just has to solve the mystery. She has to solve the mystery. So this one has, like, all those elements we were talking about. Like, the supernatural element. Yeah. 
And then it also had the um, silly police officers, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty funny in that opening. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Where, like, the, the, it's funny, the priest or pastor, whoever of the church, is, like, doing this prayer where he's, like, um, he's, like, oh, thank you for sending Nancy who can do the things that the police can't. Like, something <laughs> yeah, funny like something that. Yeah, something very funny like that. It was good. And the premise. Do you want to tell them the premise? Oh yes, the premise is there. Everyone thinks that this house in Hollywood haunted. is haunted by this movie actress from Delia Draycott. Yes, Delia Draycott, who disappeared and for like four or five months or something. Yeah, and then she gets murdered because she gets she drowned oh, in right. the swimming pool. Yeah, she drowns in the swimming pool. So basically, her murder has unsolved. So Nancy goes, and they live in the house, and. It's kind of revealed early on in the film that a lot of the, like, ghost sighting is part of the, like, that weird real estate agent's, like, plot. Yeah. Basically, the gimmick to get people to... To come to the house and buy the house and rent it. Yes, because it's revealed that there's, like, projectors and there's, like... Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, that supernatural is getting that real angle to it. Yeah. I think the nice thing about this movie, though, is that it has a lot of texture. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, like, the, I feel like the settings are really good. Like, they move around a lot. And you get these true, nice settings of, like, L.A. But then there's also, like, the mystery's good. The mystery is good. Because, like, even when I was watching it, like, you can kind of tell, like, okay, I, this is going to happen. But then, yeah. like, at the end, like, you, I wouldn't have predicted mm-hmm. how it all works out in the end. And Ned yeah. comes to help her. That's right. And Ned is... With her blue roadster. Yes, the blue roadster. Um, and in this uh, addition, reinvention, Ned is kind of the, like... Like hunky farm boy, kind yeah, of thing. yeah, like the <laughs> from River Heights, yeah, and um, and then she has friends in this one, yes, but I they're not, but Bess, they're and not Bess and George, like you see Bess and George for a little bit at the beginning in River yeah. Heights, but then she meets these other like LA friends, and then this little boy, like it's the boy that he's like one of those what's like, his classic, name, uh, Chunky or something, Chuck or something like that. I can't remember what his name was, but I feel like he's one of those like, classic like kids that are too cool for school, but I feel like. He's, like, significantly younger than everyone. So I feel like he's, like, smart, though. Because yeah. he's, like, skipped grades. But and... he's, it's kind of like the, how you doing? Yes, it's very how much. How you doing? Remind, yeah, it reminds me of, like, Joey from Friends. Yeah. Like, the kind of. And then, like, there's, like, the He's, like, girls. trying to hit on Nancy the whole yeah. time. And it doesn't feel weird. It just is funny. Because he's, just, like, like, so out of her league. Because, yeah. Chorky? Um, Porky? Chorky? Yeah, Chorky sounds right. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, basically, Nancy in school. There's Mean Girls. Yeah. Which is very typical of like a kid movie yeah and there's like no obvious reasons why they decide to be mean to her besides that she's different different she looks really different with all her vintage clothes yeah and she's like super smart and everything so then they basically decide i think just to hang around with her because one of them develops a crush on ned yeah who comes to visit and then they get kind of wrapped up in the mystery it was good and like i kind of scary moments in this movie too yeah, like, because she gets kidnapped, and there's, like, a, a road chase yeah. where they get someone, like, ramps her car, and they have to jump out of a moving car. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. I think it has a lot of flavor for Nancy Drew, and it, like, yeah. plays on that kind of vintage stuff, because even, like, the transitions in the movie are, like, comic book. Like, yeah, 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 Not comic book. They're drawn, like, the illustrations in the original Nancy Drew books. Mm-hmm. So I think that helped a lot. I also had a pretty good soundtrack, I think. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... It was made with, like, it's not, like, a cheap TV movie. You know no, I mean? no, no. It's definitely not a made-for-TV movie. Well, yeah. considering we saw it in theaters, I feel yeah, like. Well, obviously it wasn't. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. some movies just feel really cheap, but this one didn't. Yeah. I feel like the word we're looking for is, like, it was campy. Yeah, but in a good way. In, in a good way. Like, in a very, like. Yeah. Like in a, a polished camp. way. Yeah. So. 
I liked it, and I think it's interesting, like, that version of Nancy Drew felt very authentic to me, because it's, like, she is really smart and really good at everything, and that's, like, mm-hmm. one of the things about Nancy that you joke about, like, oh, Nancy can like, do everything, Nancy yeah. can fly a plane, and Nancy can ride a horse. Yes, yeah, so and... if you've never read the books, each book opens with Nancy doing some talent. Yeah. Either she's, like, horseback riding, or she's, like, piloting a plane, or she's, Yeah, like... doing something, like, crazy that normal yeah. people don't do. So... I liked that it showed that in her. Like, she's mm-hmm. making the best project at school, and she's running the fastest on track. Yes, and she's, like, a perfect baker, and she, yeah. Like, yeah. But she's also, like, really endearing, because mm-hmm. I think that whole aspect of people kind of, um, the bullying her yeah. makes her endearing, and not just, like, oh, you're a know-it-all. Mm-hmm. Because she is different, and, like, her mom is dead. Yeah. And she also really wants to help people, which I think you see yes. through a lot of the Nancy Drew adaptations. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, but yeah. it was good. It was really fun. It was I would, a fun I would re-watch. recommend it. And if you're watching it for the first time, let us know if it's actually good or yes, if it's please just my nostalgia <laughs> speaking here. Since moving to this nowhere town, I'm still waiting for an ounce of excitement. Nancy Drew! Check it out. The creepy twin Elms house has gone viral. Finally, things are about to get a little more interesting. All right, moving into this year, 2019. So we have um, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. Mm-hmm. This was a movie. Mm-hmm. The movie, and it's produced by the Warner Bros. Brothers and Alan DeGeneres. Yeah, I don't know how Alan got mixed up in that. Yeah, so starring uh, Sophie Lillis as Nancy Drew. Sophia, I think. Sophia, sorry. Lillis. She was in It, I think. Or It too. I don't like those movies. I never watched them, but I just know someone mentioned that to me. Yeah. This is definitely a very This different... movie was like... So when we first this turned it on, modernized. I was like, cringe, 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 can't even. It got better. Yeah. Well, considering the first, like, couple minutes of the movie is just her skateboarding through the town. I know. I was like, it's not 2002 anymore. I feel like this, this is, is very, like, tomboy Nancy and, like. I feel like this is, like, a very much, like, we need to modernize Nancy to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I don't mind that. I think that's good when people reinvent the characters. Yeah. But I was just, like, it felt so forced. Like, mm-hmm. a huge scene of Nancy skateboarding, like, oh, look how cool Nancy is. Yeah. She's, like, you know, she's, like, the boys. and Which I'm, like, great. That's all stuff I agree with. Yeah. She should be like that. But it just felt very, like, force-fed. Like, you can be a strong woman. Blah, blah, blah. Like, it just, yeah. I don't know. And I guess it's for kids. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know how sometimes Disney shows have that, like, cringe? I remember cringing so hard. Yeah. In the beginning of this movie. And, like, there's a scene where they do this big elaborate prank. Yes. On one of the guys. Which... So this is like the... It was interesting. So this movie is, I think, the only one where Ned is not in it. That's true. Like, there's no boy, which I'm, like, okay with because I feel like... Yeah. Like, Nancy can be Nancy without a boyfriend. Without a boyfriend. But this is, like... So she pulls this, like, prank that's, like, mean. Yeah. Like, this boy at school, popular boy, does, like, make fun of... I said Beth. So Beth and George are featured quite highly in this movie yes and also this movie gets in it does much better on its diversity that's true it is 2019 but um but yeah but i, I did speaking of diversity i read in this new times article where um in the 50s they decided that they were going to go back and re-edit the nancy drew books to uh-huh. you know get rid of some of the, the racial slurs so their solution to that was just to make everyone white Oh, that's not really... That's not how that works. That's awkward. So, that's why everyone in the Nancy Drew books Are is white. white because... Well... Anyways, is back it to... Is Bess or George who's black in this one? 
to be honest. I think it's I George. Can't really I can't really remember. remember. That movie was not memorable. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so it was like, okay, good. Like, we're moving into 2019. Yeah, and this is, like, pre their friendship. So, like, Nancy moves to River Heights, I think from Boston, I want to Yeah, say. and her dad is, like, a city counselor. Or He's a lawyer. He's still a lawyer, but he has more of a But role. he's not, like, the rich lawyer, which he's traditionally as yes, portrayed as. Um, they're more Nancy's, middle class. Yeah, they're very middle class. And I feel like there's, like, a city councilor that, or the mayor, or... Yeah, there's something to do with they're trying to protest a light rail. That's right, yeah, Which yeah. actually lines up pretty good with... I think this one is actually pretty faithful to the book, The Hidden yeah. Staircase, because I started reading a few pages of it just to kind of get a flavor of it, and they're talking about train tracks. Yeah. So I feel like this does hold pretty true to the book. Yeah. Um. It was just, like, super cringe. And you do come around. Yes. Because the mystery is interesting. This has got a very big supernatural angle to it. And, like, you can tell with all the CGI in the big scene where the supernatural stuff happens. Yeah, so, like, that felt very true to Nancy Drew. But I don't, like, to me, this just felt like girl detective. Like, this didn't feel really like Nancy Drew because it didn't have, like, like the curiosity was there. But there was more of a mean spirit, I think, to this Nancy Drew. Yes, for sure. And, like, more angry, which I don't mind. But she was, like, upset about stuff. and Yeah. Which is fine. But, like, you didn't get the sense that she's the bigger person. Like, you do for Nancy Drew and a lot of other ones. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. But, like, it, there was, there did feel like an essence of Nancy that wasn't there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't terrible. Like, so this one is the same plot as the movie from the 30s, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Stingers. Yeah. the same title. Basically, there's this woman who's living in a house mm-hmm. that on um, very valuable property. I think it's because of the light rail. The property. Because of the light rail. So basically, um, she's refusing to sell. So stuff is happening. Supernatural, quote unquote. Yeah. Is happening in the house. And like when the you. friend like asked Nancy to come over and investigate. Yes. Which I feel like is very like traditional Nancy Drew. That where, is, like, yeah. Someone writes her or like contacts her. I need your her. help. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was fine, but the supernatural stuff felt very real, and yeah. I was thinking like, how is they how are they gonna play this? And they do explain it like how yes. it happened in real life, but I was like, I was a little bit like, they better not be making this real supernatural because that's not Nancy Drew. It's all about how she figures out like yeah. the science behind it. And they do, yeah. And I feel like this is like has also the classic like mean girl turn that turns who then girl. turns to good girl, yeah. and, every, and everyone becomes friends in the end. Yeah. Which is, like, there's, like, heartwarming elements to this show. And, like, this is also kind of where you see a little bit more, like, you start to see a little conflict between Nancy and her dad around the death of her mother. Yeah, you see it more here. And the other ones, we don't get that, really. Yeah. Like, it's, like, there, but it's more, like... It's in the background. Like, yeah. in the 2007 one with Emma Roberts, it's she's grieving her mother, but it's not a huge part of the storyline. Yeah. It just comes up, like, as a couple sad lines of dialogue. Yeah. Whereas this one, for sure, there's conflict there mm-hmm. about it. And then there will be conflict in the upcoming yeah. one that we're going to talk about, the newest show. Yeah, but, but I feel like with this one, also, like, isn't Hannah in this movie her aunt? Oh, yeah, versus... that's, that was an interesting And I was like, that's, take. A, that's a good modernization of it. Yeah. Because no one really has housekeepers that's true. anymore. Mm-hmm. So I feel like making Hannah the aunt was a good, was a good call. Yeah. So there was, like, on paper, this movie was fine. And it's, like, good. Beth is, Beth is smart. Yes. And, like, she's not just the pretty one, but she's often, like... Like, portrayed as, like, the dumb blonde that's, yeah. like, into fashion and, like... Yeah. And so Beth is smart and, like, George is a diverse character. So, like, all these things are, like, good, good, good. And it's But it felt like, 
someone sat down and was like, okay, how can we make the most, like, great, politically yeah. correct movie we can do? Which, it's like, I agree with all those mm-hmm. things, do all those things, but can you do it in a way that feels genuine to the story? I yeah. feel like you could easily just replace Nancy Drew with any girl detective. Yeah, well, that's would... what you're talking about, right? That, like, yeah. she can be anybody. Yeah. But I feel like, no, but this oh, one is, but... like, the bad one. Oh, that you're saying. It. So, like, where, like, if It you... doesn't feel like it's Nancy Drew, it just feels like it's a girl detective. Yeah. Oh, I see what you Let's mean. Let's look at spunky girls yeah. through this kind of yeah. thing. So I might skip this one. Like, it's definitely meant for children. Oh, yeah, it's a kid's movie. Like, I feel like the, even in the 2007 one, it's probably meant for kids, too. Like, as an adult, I wasn't like, cringe, 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 cringe the whole movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I would maybe take a pass on this. Sorry. Sorry, Sophia. Yeah. Maybe but, you're better in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, yeah. It wasn't terrible. It was just kind of, like, eh. Yeah. Average. Averagely awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk okay. about this last newest TV show that Ooh. just came out on the CW. The whole point of this podcast episode, um, what the people are waiting for. I'm looking at town screw up, ex con, city girl, and Nancy Drew. Why does he say your name like that? She used to complicate my job. You mean do it for you? Nancy Drew is the name of the new TV show that just aired on the CW. It came out at the beginning of October mm-hmm. of 2019, and it stars Kennedy McMahon as Nancy Drew. And actually, fun fact, Pamela Sue Martin, who is the 1970s Nancy Drew, has a little guest star role in it, um, which was we saw in the first episode, I believe. We've watched two episodes of this. I mean, it's on the CW. In the ad for the show, it's like, from the people that brought you Riverdale. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Don't ruin Nancy Drew. Yeah. So I was a little wary. Yes, we were a little like, how is this going to go? I was like, if this is like Riverdale, I'm going to be very upset i mean i'll move on but i'll be upset in the moment that i watch it and so i was like oh no oh no and then we watched it we watched episode one the pilot and then we watched the second episode Mm -hmm. and how did you feel about it shana i actually really like it me too it reminds me a lot i kept saying it over and over this is like veronica mars yes it's very very like so much like veronica mars and like i love veronica mars so i was like i'm i was i'm here yeah (laughs) yeah Nancy's not as spunky as Veronica Mars, but, like, in terms of the flavor of the show, the tone of the show. Yeah, it's dark. It's, like, but not so, like... Like, it's got humor. Yeah, for sure. So this one, Nancy is older. She's, like, graduated from high school. Yeah, she's taking a gap year. Yeah. Because you find out that her mother dies, which is true to the book. Yeah. And it's very recent because she kind of... You find out that in her, I guess, last half, of her senior year of high school she kind of mm-hmm. loses it yeah so she doesn't have the grades and she doesn't have the like will to yeah go, to go to university to go to university and interesting enough this is the only one that like doesn't take place in like river heights that's or... true it doesn't you're right all the other ones are in river heights i think there's like a she lives on river heights street yeah which i thought was a nice little nod nod um, and she basically lives in this little seaside town. Mm-hmm. I actually really like the setting of this one. I think yeah. it adds a lot of character it to does. the show. I like that Nancy Drew is 18. Yes. It kind of makes it more plausible yeah. that she can... Because like... I'm like, how does she run around solve mysteries when she's got to be in school? I know. Nancy is never in school, by the way. For... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Except for when she's playing a prank on some bully. Yeah. Or getting bullied herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this is... Once again, it's modern, so it's a very diverse cast. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And it which feels, is nice. This feels a little bit more, like, genuine. Like, the yeah. diversity, like, a little more, 
Like, not like, look, we're being diverse. Give us a gold star. Like, it feels yeah. a little bit more realistic. And also, this is the second time that Ned's name is not Ned. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with Ned. Why Although, is that? Although, it's like, technically it is. I think. Cause okay, this... so his name is Ned Nickerson, but he goes by Nick. Nick. Ooh, what so, a bad boy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, Nancy does a lot of voiceovers. In this oh, yeah, that's show. what reminds me a lot of Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Because she does that in Veronica Mars. Um, and I like there's, there what is. What did she say in Veronica Mars? It's her line. But I'm just a marshmallow or something like that. Sure. Don't yes. you remember that? Uh, yeah. Okay, anyways, Nancy Drew does it. Yes, voice Nancy Drew. <laughs> which I like. I think that's good. Yes, I think it definitely adds to the show. And it's very much, it seems like there will be like one mystery that's being solved over the whole season. Yeah, which is much better than like the, the mystery one of the week. Yeah, yeah, I hate one and done. I know you do. So basically, Nancy's kind of left all the crime solving behind. Yeah, and it she's, kind of does a little montage of her yeah. growing up and solving crime. Yeah, and she's kind of been like, I need to move on. Because her mother dies. Because her mother dies. And then something happens in the... Well, it's not a spoiler. I think you can say it happened in the first episode. Yeah. So in the basically, Nancy works at a diner along mm-hmm. with Bess and George and a new character named Ace. Mm-hmm. And... Ned slash Nick, whatever his name is, yeah. works in the garage, like, across the street kind of yeah. thing, right? So, basically, it's there's this night, and it's foggy, and the town, like, the rich guy. It's kind of like uh, the town has, like, the town people. Yeah. And then there's people who go and stay there on vacation. It's like a tourist town. Yeah, it's a tourist town. And the person's, one of the rich guys who's there on vacation, his wife gets murdered in the parking lot. lot. And they're all suspects in... Yeah. And it's super interesting because... So you get the, like, dumb sheriff thing in yeah. this, but you also get, which we haven't seen it in like, the other adaptations, where all of the main characters are suspects. Yes. Obviously not Nancy, but, like, Bess and George, George. both suspects. So is Ned, Ned, a suspect, which I'm like, whoa. Because Ned's always been that, like... The sidekick. It's kind of like, um, I would call him Nancy's trophy boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, but he is kind of like the trophy boyfriend. <laughs> Everyone kind of has, like, a, a past and, like... Yeah. There's, like, bad blood between Nancy and George and... Yeah, they're not friends yet in this show. They're all yeah. just, or like... They, like, they might have been friends in high school, but they're not anymore. Yeah. Just I something, don't... Something I think happened. they're not friends. And, like, Bess is kind of the outsider, which yeah. is, like... But the Bess is still portrayed as, like, the pretty girl. The pretty girl. Yeah, which I'm not mad at that. In yeah. This. this seems a little bit more, like, genuine. Yeah. There's a little bit more grit in this. Yeah. Like, Bess is very much, I feel like... I feel like she is, like, portrayed more as, like, a down-on-her-luck rich girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a more likable version of um, Veronica from Riverdale. Yeah. So That's true. I was worried that it was going to be, like, over-the-top like Riverdale. Like, mm-hmm. Riverdale's so dumb. It wasn't, though. Like, no. it, it's still a CW show. Yes. Everyone's... Ned and Nancy are still, like, hooking up. And yeah. it's like, oh. Everyone's very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. They're um... not, like, real people, but... Uh, but, I mean, like, I knew that going in. It yes. was a CW show. They produce it. Whatever. And that being said, though, I'm still, like, interested in the mystery. Oh, yeah. The mystery's very good. I want to know what happens. And there's kind of this, like, there's kind of two mysteries. So there's, like, who killed this this man's wife? Mm-hmm. And also there was um, a death in the town. Like, this is, like, the spooky part. This is a spooky part. A death in the town 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's almost like Nancy's being haunted by this yeah. By this woman to solve her. Well, and Nancy well. thinks that, like, her parents might have been involved in this yes. girl's death. And then you get these, like, spooky kind of jump scare things. Yes. Which goes to that supernatural element that we've been kind of talking about. Yeah. That seems to be quite 
common. Mm-hmm. Although the way they do it, especially in these newer movies, the way they've been doing it, is they actually make it happen, like to the yes. viewer with CGI or whatever. So it, to us, it looks like it happened, but then it really it's just like the characters see that in their mind. Yeah. So it's kind of like an unreliable narrator in a way. That's very true. So, like, Nancy will get this thing, like, she'll see, like, with the episode we just watched, an arm drops down from a tree. And, like, grabs and, her shoulder, but then it's a branch. Yeah, then it, it like, the, cuts away, and then you see a branch. Yeah. So, I'm like, I was saying to Shana when we watched the other one, I feel like it's a little overdone, the spooky stuff. Yeah. Like, I like that aspect of it. I think it's fun. It goes with kind of that, like, gothic theme yeah. of the show. Plus, it's, like... It's spooky season right now because it's yeah, October, October. So, I mean, it fits the, the time period. Um, but at the same time, the I'm time like, I don't need it season. every scene. I don't need the spooky thing yeah. every scene that's not even real. So we'll see if it calms down in the yeah. next episodes. I, I feel also, like that's a little heavy-handed. I also really like in the show that um, Carson is a little bit more developed as a character. Like Carson Drew. Her dad. Although yeah. he looks way too young to me. That's part of being on the CW. I was like, is he old enough to have an 18-year-old daughter? He looks like he's like 40. Well, you could have me 40 and have an 18-year-old daughter. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't look like a dad. <laughs> Anyways, he has a little, he has a storyline yeah. and he has a little bit more like substance character but also that being said like this is a tv show so you can yeah. do more with yes. it whereas with a movie you only get a limited time mm-hmm. but i'm really into this show yeah. right now i'm too we'll have to see how it goes yeah but based on the first two episodes because nancy definitely has that like curiosity oh yes like we see her doing some classic nancy things yes. like breaking she breaks into, into things a filing cabinet to get some information she breaks into a morgue she, yeah like the trespassing and like sneaking around yeah. and investigating everyone so that's very classic Nancy. Mm-hmm. To me, this feels more Nancy than the Sophia Lillis. I would agree with that. I like this updated. Yeah, I version. like the way they've updated Nancy yeah. in this one because she actually has some like motivation, and she's not mm-hmm. just like I'm just gonna be this ageless girl detective. Like she wants yeah. to go to university, and and it's very much like oh, I did all this stuff as a kid. And I'm trying I'm to like distance that. it. Yeah. And I think that's a very relatable like storyline mm-hmm. for people where it's like trying to find who you are as an adult yeah. and where do I belong and stuff like that. And also trying to deal with some of the trauma in her past. Yeah. So I liked it. It's just so much like Veronica Mars to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like all of the supporting characters are actually getting a lot more fleshed out. And yeah. they're not just like props for nancy to like to solve her mystery around. yeah like it feels a little bit more character driven than plot driven yes which has been the downside of some of the other ones overall surprisingly impressed with the mm-hmm. cw's nancy drew can't say how the rest of the season's gonna go down because you know how like real went downhill real bad yeah i hope it doesn't happen to this so but i mean as we got reminded it is from the producers of riverdale (laughs) Um, but also like going back to the thing about them being 18 it's better they're older because i always got so annoyed i'm like you're 16 years old like you can't talk like that or like not you like you know what i mean like 16 year olds don't do that kind of stuff yeah so this makes it a little bit more plausible yeah i don't get annoyed every time i see them doing stuff and i'm like no 16 year old would ever do that yeah or like how do you guys all have like Super fancy cars or, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. that 16-year-olds shouldn't have. Overall, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they take this. Yes, same. And we would love to hear your thoughts in the... I was going to say in the comments. There's no comments on the podcast. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts on social media. Thank you for reaching out to us if you have already. Mm-hmm. That's been great to hear from you guys. We really like that. 
It's neat to see there's someone listening, not just numbers on our stats. Yeah, for sure. So you can find us on Twitter at Library Life Pod, on Instagram at Library Life Pod. Send us an email at librarylifepodcast at gmail.com and share your thoughts with us. Mm-hmm. If you watch the new show, let us know what you yeah. think. We would love to chat about it. This concludes episode 15 of Library Life. May the good books be long and the bad books be short. Until next time.